I'm eating some Cheez-Its. Ooh, uh, what does that mean? Cheez-Its snapped. It just means just means they they good, they yummy. It's not a particular. Uh, well, those are big. Yeah. All right. They're like super crunchy. Good stuff. Good. On sale this week, Bogo at Publix. Oh snap! I I go through like a box of the whole grain ones like each week. Do you? I usually I like do that, that with sun chips. popcorn. Oh, the sun chips, man. Love sun chips. I go through some sun chips. Do you remember when we were in college, sun chips decided to make their bags like super noisy? It's yes. like this is like made out of recycled bags. Yeah. yeah. I remember us watching Lost, and I remember like Hooper specifically getting mad at me because I was like crinkling the bag so much, and I'm like, I can't stop making noise. Should have just poured him in a bowl. When's the experience, John? It's too logical. Dustin, I need you to stop crinkling those chips. <laughs> no, I will once we start going. You've been working up the courage to stand your ground on that. <laughs> Since <laughs> since college, since college. <laughs> oh, God, Speaking of Stranger Things, when we were watching the the last episode, uh, I, there's like a Walmart near us, and I hate going to Walmart. Typically, I just avoid it when I can. But I, I think I had to go. They they, they sell the co- kind of coffee that I like there, so I went and I was walking to the coffee aisle, and in the freezer, like on the end cap of the uh, aisle, they had this. Uh, frozen pizza and it was the surfer boy pizza really and i was like oh and this was before like the show had even premiered like the season wow and it just said stranger things surfer and i was like oh well this will probably make sense so i got it and then i was like why did i buy this i don't (laughs) i don't i don't like frozen pizza i would just order a pizza you know but i decided to make it in the last night it was fine okay it was good for frozen pizza um I always burn the roof of my mouth eating. <laughs> Gotta let it cool, John. I'm, I'm impulsive. It's all it's all mushy. I don't know. <laughs> I like Papa John's. It doesn't yes. make any sense though, because they didn't. Surfer Boy didn't sell frozen pizzas. They made fresh pizza. Uh, yes, that's. I guess that's true. When did the frozen, packaging was really neat? When did frozen pizza really like take off? Oh. You're asking the like wrong. Seventies or the eighties? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing, but I don't know. Yeah, it's probably I mean, in the TV dinner craze of the late seventies. Yeah, that recently, you'd think that like, just with the advent of like the commercial freezer, they'd be like, or the sorry, the consumer freezer, that you'd be like, what can we freeze? But I don't know, maybe I, I would bet too. Like, I have no backing to solidify this but i would bet like pizza as a as a meal probably wasn't like super popular in the u.s until like the late 60s early 70s oh, i was trying to search it. imagine Charles. like people in their 50s being like let's go grab a pizza yeah. you know what i mean i don't know if it existed I, I mean it obviously existed but i don't think it was like you know like a pizza you never, place you never would have heard humphrey bogart thing. say hey dame let's go get a pizza yeah pie. i never saw don draper eating a slice of pizza you know right i don't know <laughs> uh so according to my quick research yep. totino's uh yep. started in the 60s okay well this says in 1951 a businessman mm. in chicago named emil de salvi launched his pizza f- pizza fro band of brand sorry not band <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of music is Pizza Fro? It was a precursor to the Chuck E. Cheese band. <laughs> pizza Fro brand Charles of frozen pies. Cheese. 
that by 1954 had sold over 5 million frozen pizzas. Fuck. 1954. That's, That's a, there's a whole, there's a whole, for those interested, there's a whole CNBC article called the history of frozen pizza from <laughs> Totino's to DiGiorno. Cool. Somebody's job was to, you know, Compile but there it is the data. at the yeah, very top of Google. So this was written in 2020. This is in May, 2020. There was no, <laughs> they're like, what do we do? Where do we send all these reporters? We can't send them anywhere. Hey, go find out everything there is to know about frozen pizza. frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always pass frozen pizza in like the store, and I'm like, uh, Dustin, this might interest you. Have you ever heard of the, the Little Caesars when the Batman came out? <laughs> they, they partnered with Little Caesars. You know about this? Yes. About the Batman calzone. They tried to make it into into a bat shape, shape? but it's, they were just like, ah, I don't know. And I, I, I got, gar- oh, we got one. Oh Did no! Did you ever try it? No, I didn't. It was really good. Was it? it was like it was so so ugly looking. Yes. I was going to say, the, the advertisement looks ugly. I can't imagine <laughs> it even having that much care in the store. It was just odd. I was like, who's this for? That's funny. It's not a kid-friendly film. No. together to talk about stranger things tonight uh kellen couldn't make it um although i, I wanted to address something right off taken the- by vecna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's um, will byers in this episode <laughs> with this, with this bowl if, if you see my lights flashing that's that it's, 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 it's kellen <laughs> i have things i want to say um but kellen and i shared a very a, a similar i want to talk to you guys about this because uh, a very similar assumption which was wasn't this the last season of this show? And <laughs> you were both like, no, no. And I was like, I could have sworn it was too. And, and I don't know if it's because of the two part stupid marketing that, that, that made us all just assume that. And they're like, well, we never said it was the, but who, who does a two parter on your not final season? And not even a two parter, <laughs> it's not even like it was seven more episodes. It's like, here's seven. And then we couldn't figure out how to, how to do the last two so now they're just 90 minutes and like 300 minutes and it, here it you feels go. to me like a mandate from netflix like you need to have yeah. this show on at this time and they were like all right well here's the deal we can deliver the first few episodes at that time but yeah. the last two we're still working on we can't finish them by that date so we'll give you you know volume two by yep. this day and like that that's how that feels to so me silly. that's exactly what i assumed because the last but, two were pretty effects heavy and they were probably yeah. just wrapping uh, all that stuff up like, we yeah. we're finished but we need we need eight weeks to render the last episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> right. but yeah and, and but they they put out a statement um several months ago that was like probably at the beginning of the year that was like hey you know this just so you know season four will be releasing in this structure um but the story of 11 and her friends will continue conclude with season five um oh. premiering in the future so yeah it, it it would be easy to miss it left out to me because i wanted this to be the last season before it aired because i don't think anything should just go on but yeah. i i get why they did it now it makes more yeah. sense so it's like yeah you know okay yeah. I'll, I'll watch them <laughs> yeah yeah for sure 
I, uh, that assumption, it didn't really change how I was looking at the show at a certain point during the last episode with the remaining runtime. I was like, well, this certainly can't be the last season because like nothing's going on. Like they're, what a strange, it was just like, yeah. Yeah. So I can't give like thoughts on the series overall because obviously it's not done, which is like half the reason I wanted to talk about this was at the time we talked about doing this. I was like, yes, and the thing will be finished and we can just talk about the whole show. So uh, I'll say that anybody listening right now is probably already watched it. So uh, I don't think we're introducing new people to the show. Um, So I guess I will just say that you know, at this point, if I, if I were to tell someone like, if someone were to ask me like, you know, would you, if you could, you know, has it been worth it to keep up with stranger things? I'd probably say yes. I don't think that this is something I would rewatch, which is, as you both know, is important to me when it comes to like things worth investing your time in is like, could I watch this again and get more out of it? I know some people might make the argument that, well, you get a lot out of it because it's like Vecna is the main villain, but I don't see how you could retroactively go watch the first three seasons and get in, derive any more meaning from the, you know, uh, interactions with the villain, the antagonist. Only, only small. Like I've seen, I've seen clips from yeah. the first three seasons where like that clock chime yeah. is present in all the seasons. Um, you know, the tick tock, tick tock kind of stuff is there, yeah. um, in the upside down. And like, it's clear they're, you know, whether or not they always knew like Vecna and here's the grandfather clock and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but, or, or whether they're like, okay, now let's just retroactively like make sense of why we're, why we use those sound effects in those, at those spots. But, um, but it did make a few things like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like you can kind of, there, there's that moment in season one. If you remember right before Will gets taken, he sees like this shadowy figure, which I always assumed was like the Demogorgon, Mm. but looking at it again, it doesn't really look like the Demogorgon and, and looking at it now, it's like, Oh, that kind of looks like Vecna. Um, so I don't know whether or not, uh, I mean, that would really not make a lot of sense for Vecna to be in Hawkins, but, uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, yeah. Having said that, like there's a few things that that it changes, but overall, you're right. Not, well, he not, may not have really been in Hawkins. That's part of like the the weirdness well, yes, of this it, season. It is could like, have been that Will was seeing him. Oh, and then and then the, the other thing they mentioned was, do you remember when Will was in the Upside Down? The only reason he didn't get destroyed or killed or whatever mm-hmm. was that he kept singing his singing. favorite song. Yeah, and um and so and that's obviously what saves Max in this, and so um. Yeah, there, there there are some seeds planted. Sure, I yeah. I could argue that that it's pretty easy to 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 write themselves into a hole yeah. with that and be like, that's a good enough reason still in season four, you know. But yeah. at the same time, I don't want to assume cynically like yeah. there's no way they could have. But sure, whether they knew or not, as as, as you know, for the first part of the series when you have no idea who he is, um, I'm just kind of like, all right, why is I wanted to know stuff about him, but it wasn't like curiosity. It was like I'm yeah. hoping this is more interesting because he's just sort of like a, he's just sort of like Satan. <laughs> he's just kind of, <laughs> right, yeah. he's just kind of Satan. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there's more to him. And then at a certain point I was like, why do they keep showing this guy who used to work at the lab? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. is, is, is that guy, is that guy Vecna? And then, you know, it was probably good to actually enlist an antagonist who has a personality and a motivation and, yeah. 
you know, lines, yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of lines, um, as opposed to, you know, three seasons of kind of an unseen amorphous evil, um, you know, which can get stale after a while. And I think people probably did complain that it was stale in those. I mean, I I'll say this. I think the first season of stranger things is still its strongest to me. Um, I think there's way more going on. There's way more intrigue. There's just, it's just a whole lot stronger. There's a lot more of a slow build. There's a lot more horror. Um, it kind of became a little, it was always sci-fi, but it, it, it leaned more heavily on like sci-fi, like creature confrontation in, in the second and third seasons that we got a little bit more than that in this. I've got a lot of problems with it. Um, I think at least, um, there's a lot of things that don't work for me, but, uh, I'll pick those apart later. Um, overall, uh, I'm not going to say I'm looking for, looking forward to the final season. And when it comes out, I'm, I'm sure I'll be excited between, you know, new things to look at slick marketing and yeah. nothing to do that weekend. Um, right. it's not very high praise, but, uh, I'll, I'll echo a review I heard earlier today at worst. The show is mindless entertainment. Um, and at its best it's actually good at making you feel things. Um, but I wouldn't put it up there with like, greatest shows ever made. I wouldn't put it up of, you know, Netflix's greatest shows. I just think it's, it's an effective exercise in everything that's popular today. Nostalgia, you know, you know, nostalgia marketing, Stephen King esque storylines and, um, uh, whatever science sciences, whatever. I don't know the things, whatever those things memes, meme stuff, basically. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, three star. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> three. Sure, it's fine. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. You're giving it a three, sure. three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. John, what you what do you what do you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's hard for me to compare it to the others because I think they're all distinct in their own way. So I, I kind of look at the show as just like one long thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was consistent with, with the other seasons for me. Um, I mean, I, I agree that it's not, I wouldn't put it on like my best shows of all time list or anything. It's not the Sopranos or something, but, but it is always, uh, entertaining. And I think it's creative in its own way. Um, like we like the, with the nostalgia thing, I feel like that, it, that was almost kind of, uh, one of the pioneers in that nostalgia baby type stuff. It came out, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's been around for so long. It came out before like the force awakens, for instance, you know, so yeah. it kind of fed into that whole eighties nostalgia thing before it was really a thing. And so I think a lot of that piggybacked on the success of, of this show. Um, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, I, I enjoy watching it. I think that the um, it's, it's always great when the kids grow up and they're actually for the, for the most part, pretty good at acting still. And, and, um, uh, the cast is good. They always bring on new characters each season that are interesting. Um, there was, I, I, we won't go into spoilers, but there was a, a particular character this season that was interesting. It wasn't the best written character ever or anything, but, but, uh, when a certain thing happened, you felt for that character. And, and, um, I think we can um, spoil they, the they, show they, at this point. Oh, okay. I, well, I mean, like it, it's, it, the show has so much going on. Um, but the, when they introduce Eddie, yeah. right. Eddie is, it kind of becomes a focal point of the whole plot. Um, on the earth, earthly side of things. And then obviously at the end of the season, he dies. And um, 
they kind of had a little arc with that character. He wasn't the most prominent character, but it worked for me. Uh, it's those little moments that I like, and the show always delivers on that sort of stuff. Um, in terms of the mythology of that, I mean, it was a little clunky, but I, I don't expect it to, I, I don't need answers to some of this stuff. And so it's the, the, the explanations are fine for me. Um, it, it was always kind of like ripping off Akira to me in a way. So it's like, I get it. There's, you know, psychic children that, you know, so um, it delivers on what I want from, from it. I'm not expecting, um, you know, the most sophisticated thing. And it's, it's a fun, entertaining show with, with a good cast. And um, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I agree, John. I mean, I, I'm going to give this a pretty favorable review. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy Stranger Things and, and always have. I remember watching that first season just kind of on a whim because I was like, oh, this is Spielberg-esque and, um, and kind of wanting that, that itch scratched. And, and I, I thought it did it well. I would agree with what Hooper said earlier that I, I do think season one is its strongest, um, but that may just be because it plays into a lot of what I would want in – you know, a Spielberg-esque, Stephen King-esque, 80s-esque thing. Um, and then and then as the as the series progressed, of course, when the kids got older and all that, they you kind of lose the Spielbergian vibe and then fully embrace the Stephen King vibe. And and like, you know, so the show changes. Um, and and with that, you know, I think season two kind of was like a lower point. Um, but still not unenjoyable. Um, and then season three, um, I, I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, I thought that was fun, like summer blockbuster type, you know, uh, stuff. And then, and then, and then with season four, like, you know, I, I'm always so tempted to say like, this show is a guilty pleasure, but I don't I, like, I think guilty pleasures are like not good. And I, and I think this show is plenty good. Um, I think it makes me feel guilty maybe because like, I hear a lot of, you know, uh, critics that I, that I respect and admire kind of saying like, well, it's not that good. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I like it. Like, yeah, the dialogue's clunky at times and the performances are so, so, and I think a fair chunk of these characters could go. Um, but, um, but I really enjoy it. And, and I didn't find myself like forcing myself to keep going on this when stranger things four was announced i was like cool i'll watch it and i watched it and i watched it relatively quickly and i was on board with pretty much everything what what's great about this season i think is it 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 embraces some of the horror elements and so there are times especially earlier in the season when vecna's haunting um these kids that it feels like it or you know something that is a very stephen kingy and if that's a word and then and then almost as it goes along, it becomes like a superhero movie in a weird way. You know, like you've got a like a villain who's intimately connected to our hero and like it's very tropey in that way. But again, doesn't bother me. And I think maybe that's why it feels like a guilty pleasure is like all of these elements I've seen before. I just haven't maybe seen them in this particular order. Um, so it doesn't feel like super unique and new and fresh, but it doesn't feel stale either. It just feels like, oh, I've seen this. It's just jumbled with other things that I've also seen, which I enjoy those, all of those, all of these things. So bring them all together. That's fine. Um, the, what's great about this season too, is they, they made the wise choice because the cast is so large to split them up 
and allow for different storylines. And so we're kind of bouncing between Hawkins and Russia and uh, and out west somewhere. I, I never quite clear. They filmed it in Albuquerque, but regardless, like, um, you know, jumping around in 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 geographical space allowed for like these different factions to form and i thought that was kind of cool and we're bouncing back and forth between them do all of those stories work no um but they work enough to be enjoyable to watch um so for instance um hopper is in russia and we follow joyce and and murray as they go to rescue him um i felt like that that was bloated um like to me that's a very simple story that didn't require all of these episodes to get them from here to here um but it kind of like padded it out and so sometimes it felt like you know not like it was a slog to get through those sections but like oh this probably could have been streamlined or excised completely until the last few episodes. Right. And just find joy, something else to do, you know, or don't like she's not involved until she is. And that's later. And then you can kind of streamline that storyline. That would have been fine too. If they had let us believe Hopper was dead for half the season and then, and then truncate all of that in, you know, at the end, I think would have been fine. Um, It's it's almost like there's an A plot, a B plot and a C plot. Right. And the Hopper stuff to me was kind of the C plot. Right. And, and the A kind of, switch back and forth with the B what was most important in that moment. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Because L so L and Mike and will and Jonathan and our new character Argyle are kind of all um, in this, this other storyline, this, what I would probably consider the B storyline, if only because most of the heavy lifting of like who is Vecna and all of that kind of stuff is done by the A story, even though the actual details is, are all revealed in the B story. So that's weird. But but it's also to me B story because when it comes down to our climax in these last two episodes, really um, Elle is in, is in trouble because she's facing up against Vecna. But like Will and Jonathan and Argyle and Mike, they're not really in any danger. Um, like they, they don't really have like a huge climactic battle to participate in. Um, so, so to me, that's the B story, but you know, again, you're right. It kind of flip flops a little bit. Um, but, but I really did enjoy a lot of what they did with, with the character progressions. And I think that's its strength, right? Like we all have those characters that we really like and really that core group of Mike, Will, Dustin, Lucas, and L and Max are like, like that's the core group. And, and, and for those characters, I think they all got something to do that was interesting and, and, um, and move their character forward a little bit except maybe Dustin who just kind of like did plotty things rather than like character introspection things. Um, but, um, but like if those are our core group, like we, we moved the needle on some of them and some of them came late, like, like will, you know, that was the last two episodes job to really draw him out a little bit. Um, and they just kind of hint at some stuff earlier and then draw it out a little bit better in, in the last two. Um, but like, yeah, I, I mean, all in all, um, I, I guess to, to wrap all that up, like I enjoyed where the characters went. Um, I, I'm starting to see a, a through line for some of them, which is interesting and, 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 and necessary because characters like Max, we'll talk more about maybe the, the bloated cast here in a minute, but but characters like Max have just kind of like been there 
And I thought, oh, okay, she in season two, she's just kind of there. In season three, she, okay, I guess she's there because Billy is a thing and this gives some, you know, earthly tie for Billy and like grounds us in like, oh no, Billy, whatever. Um, But then in this season, it's like, oh, okay, now we're going to finally prove to you that Max is an important member of this group. Um, and I think there's still a few characters that don't have a clear purpose like that. Like I think Jonathan is one. I think Robin is another. Um, these characters who don't really seem to serve much purpose in the story. Um, and um, and yeah, so so all that to say, like I, I enjoy it. I think I agree with you. It's not it's not Breaking Bad. It's not going to be the top of my list of best TV shows ever made. But it's certainly interesting to watch, and uh, and I don't regret having seen any of it. And I am looking forward to the final season. So, um, uh, yeah, that that's that's the review in a nutshell. Uh, we we can take a few other things apart, like lost comparisons and whatnot. But um, but yeah. So so we're, we're you know Hooper, what what uh, what what gripes you got? I'll say in a general sense, anytime we left Hawkins, I was about half as interested in whatever the story was. So since most storylines occur out of Hawkins, I was disengaged from the show most of the time. Um, I really liked what occurred in Hawkins. I at first was annoyed with the, um, uh, God, what's his name? Lucas storyline. Cause I was like, okay, I've seen this before. He's, joining trying to be one of the cool kids but they very quickly have him like literally run away from that like fuck this and 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 leave once he realizes they're crazy assholes Uh, okay so we quickly got away from that trope i i really loved everything with him and max especially by the end of this of the um of the season i thought that caleb mclaughlin like had had one of the most effective performances in the entire season Uh, so i loved everything I I, i loved everything with max um, yeah. I, so I liked the two of them. I really loved speaking of new characters. I really loved Eddie. I, 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 at first, like his first couple of scenes, I was like, Oh God, like, what is this character? And then they very quickly with the scene where she buys the drugs from him, humanize him instantly. Like, okay, Such a good he, he's not, a, he's, he's a three dimensional character. Like he's not just some weird freak. I, at first I was like, I'm not sure what this person is supposed to be in the story. And then I instantly got it. Like, okay, I understand this person. And, and they very effectively, uh, use him. And I really love his, obviously it's really the, the guitar scene is cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his not run away thing, his, his, his sacrifice, that's all just fodder for Connor's amygdala. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was into all that and that was fine. I, and I actually really loved uh, Dustin talking to his uncle um, yes. about no, like he died and he's a hero and his uncle's like, Fuck, and just started crying. <laughs> um, so that was all good. Um, I liked everything with Steve um, and I liked everything. Um, he's my favorite character. The Harrington hammer. Um, I I liked everything with him and, oh boy, did I hate everything else? Um, I think everything else was a mixture. It was anywhere from not into it to don't like this at all. Um, I like Hopper, but I didn't like the Russia stuff. I love Murray. Murray has a danger to be obnoxious, but I actually really liked him because he was making total sense during all of it. 
Um, he was funny. Um, he kept us on plot. He's, he cracked jokes. And so he was the highlight of the, all, all the Russia stuff. Um, I hate Argyle. <laughs> um, my wife explained, and I explain, nobody explains things to me. Um, my wife said, <laughs> my wife said that, uh, I understand why he has to be there because, because the other three are so serious and, and, you know, they need some, someone to balance out the tone. And I was like, okay, so he does need to be here, but I was very annoyed by his performance. I wasn't into it. Um, it was, it was heavily saturated with, uh, all the stoners that had come before him, um, for me. Um, uh, and everything else, I don't know. It, it all just depended on what, if, if it was adjacent to the actual plot, like Nancy stuff, not that interested, but then Nancy and Vecna stuff. Okay. I liked that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, everything else was kind of like a, uh, it just depended on the context. And as, as for 11, um, I, one of the more interesting elements of the show for me is the psychological angle of what it must be like to be 11. Um, you know, having your childhood spent in the lab, having Stockholm syndrome for, you know, uh, Dr. Brenner, her relationship with other kids. I never really, I mean, I think they explored that in the second season, but like, uh, obviously her connection to the villain is very interesting. Um, so I guess for me, the season was just uneven. Um, I, I understood structurally all the reasons why it could be good to have the characters split up in these multiple threads. And of course, it does play to the one of the big strengths of this series, which is editing. They're very good with their editing. Their editing's great. So in the hands, it happened. It just so happens that the show is, has excellent editors. So we're balancing all these storylines that to me are, like I just said, majority not interesting. <laughs> but the editing uh, kept me engaged in how they relate to each other. You know, uh, I don't know. So those are vague thoughts. I'm not sure how to how or where to carry them. But there was there was a few things that worked for me really well this this um this season uh but it's not the kate bush song or you know whatever else well if we're, if we're gonna talk like characters right like um I, I agree with you the eddie the eddie character needed to be humanized really quickly because it was such a large performance yeah um and the only other character that gets a large a large performance like that is murray and you're right i i i kind of can't stand murray i i think he's one of those that can go um, I, 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 I think Murray Murray has been interesting. This was the season where he kind of jumped out at me a little bit, like yeah. not in a great way because he was like the weird Gonzo reporter type character. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and this he's, he's like, he knows uh, how to fight people and he knows all these different languages. And it was kind of like, he was a utility character, but it didn't bother me. It was, it was a little bit like, okay, you changed who this character is to an extent, but yeah. So he can serve. I think that actor is great. Even if I didn't really love the direction the character went in. Um, Yeah. yeah. But I I I, absolutely, I get what you're saying. I I think that's where I'm at, John. It's, it's like he's, he becomes like the Swiss army knife character. Like we just need to get out of a jam. Well, Murray can do it. Murray can figure it out. Right. And uh, because he knows the language and he can do karate and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and, um, and so to me, like I didn't, I don't particularly find him funny, um, and, and I also don't really see him as a human either. Um, so, so that to me is, is weird. Um, but, but the Eddie character, you know, he gets a huge performance just like Murray, mm-hmm. but very quickly he got that really quiet, uh, moment with, with, uh, what's her face? Chrissy. And Chrissy. And, and so, and so he and Chrissy get to, 
have this really super quiet moment in, in the woods and that humanizes him. And then, and then when you see his like home life and all that kind of stuff, and then the whole town turns against him yeah. and we know that he's innocent. Yeah. It's like, like he too is a victim. Then we, we're immediately on his side, right? It's like a threefold punch of like, see him out of his element with a cheerleader, see his home life. And then, and then immediately he becomes a victim. And, yep. and so that's like, that's something that we never got out of Murray. Right. Yep. So, so, so that's, you know, yes, that's the Eddie character. Um, the characters like, so I loved Max. Like I said, I felt like they finally uh, gave her a reason to exist. Is it a little bit coincidental that she happens to be marked and she's a member of our main group? Yeah, sure. But again, like, I don't care. Like it, it, it's fine. Um, and it, because what they do with it is cool. And like, I really do love that Kate Bush moment and the moment, um, uh, of her like coming back to Lucas, because to me that like, say what you will about like Mike and L, but like Lucas and Max have become the heart of the show for me. And so, um, to me, like, that's why that worked. Um, it wasn't necessarily, you know, this is epic, which I think is what some people are, you know, loving about it. It's like, it's slow motion and she's running. And I'm like, no, like she gets to go back to this guy that she keeps pushing away, but who persistently loves her. Like to me, that's, that's the story. And, and, and so I, I loved that. Um, where she ends at the end of this season is is sad. Um, like I genuinely felt sad for her and for, for Will, I mean, sorry for uh, Lucas. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a, um, yeah, I, I, this was her season, like above Eddie, above everybody else. Like this was, this was Max's year. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the stuff with L I can take it or leave it. Like I love the revelations, there Mm -hmm. uh that we get um and and the idea of her finding her powers again and all of that beyond that like her relationship with mike and her issues with the bully and all of that it's like yeah it's serviceable but i don't really feel that you know too much um although i will say it was super cathartic when that when that uh, mean girl got smacked with that skate. Like I, I was like, Oh yes. <laughs> I felt that this through is the awesome. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they really do make you hate her, but like, but I don't really feel like Elle's pain. I'm just like, Oh, what a jerk. You deserve she was kind a of a jerk for no face. reason. Almost yeah. like comically villainous, but, uh, um, yes. Yeah. It's like they, 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 they watched mean girls and they were like, just do, do Regina George, but like in the eighties and yeah. meaner. Then, then you have the stuff with Will. The stuff with Will works for me, but um, but it'll depend on where it goes, right? Because because what they're setting up here, it seems clear, is that is that he has feelings for Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, that can't go anywhere, so it has to be a tragedy. Or can it? Um, it can't. It can't. They, I mean, I mean, it just it, it can't. They, they can't. They as much as I see Max and Lucas as the heart of this, the Duffer brothers see it as Mike and L. They're not going to break up Ross and Rachel or Jim and Pam to 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 do that. And it's just not going to happen. But uh, so depending on on kind of the future, I'll, I'll see where Will ends up. And and I, I said recently we were talking about this on on a text thread. And I said, Will is a character who essentially just exists to be searched for, and they haven't really found anything for him to do other than that. 
Um, and so, um, this was kind of a step in a direction for him to have something to do, but, uh, but yeah, um, Argyle, like I liked Argyle. Um, yeah, you're right. Like there's nothing new, but that's the whole show. There's nothing new here. It's just like repurpose things that I already enjoy. And, and so Argyle, I enjoyed Steve Harrington is like, we, we have to protect this man because this man <laughs> has had the most growth of anybody on this show. And like talking about his Harrington clan going on mountainous road trips. I'm like, he, he deserves it. Give give this man a family road trip. I, and they were totally setting us up for that. That kill. There were yeah. so, much, so many breadcrumbs that he was going to die and that Eddie was, was going, going to, to take his place. And I was yeah. like already setting myself up to, and I was yeah. like, that's so obvious. So obvious. And I'm glad that they subverted that by not doing it and killing. Yeah. Not, I'm not ever glad they killed Eddie. Right. But it was, right, right. it was an interesting narrative choice as opposed to yeah. killing Steve when you've been telegraphing it throughout most of yeah. the season. So. I, ne- I never once thought they were going to kill Steve. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I thought they all. might. No. Yeah. I, re- I really thought they might. Oh, no, I, I don't see what I was thinking the whole time. He's like, yeah, I want like six kids. And Nancy's looking at him like, I'm not having six kids. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so used to it now. Like in the walking dead, it's always like if a character yes. has a moment of happiness or yeah. something, they're going to die. If they're, they're talking about their future or whatever, yeah. that that's, that's Th- a way to no you know. got this girlfriend so, yeah, back every, home. every time that he was talking yeah. about that with Nancy or he was, you know, uh, Eddie, they had a line that was like talking with Steve about Dustin. And he's like, Dustin really looks up to you. And you're like a hero to him. And I was like, oh, yeah. God, here we go. You know, you know? If if Jonathan yeah. wasn't wasn't a, one of the cast members, I would have thought that, too. But all I was thinking was, oh, OK, but it's not to be because as soon as the season ends and Jonathan's there, we're going to bury these feelings, you know. And so yeah. that's that I think maybe that's what kept me from jumping to that conclusion mm-hmm. or not taking the bait was like. Yeah, but Jonathan, like, I guess yeah. to me, that was the inherent conflict of that dialogue, not yeah. Steve might die. It's like, yeah, but she's dating somebody and, yeah, you know. Which they're going to have to give Jonathan more to do. I don't know what you do with Jonathan, but but he's got to do something. He can't just exist. You, you have to do something with him. If, if yeah. you handed season five to me right now, I wouldn't know what in the world to do with the buyer's boys. <laughs> he needs to <laughs> accidentally no murder Argyle. <laughs> well, yeah. well that was one of my issues with with the third season was it did feel like they they split nancy and jonathan up and they were reporters for the newspaper but yeah. but it was kind of just like uh, these characters are spinning their wheels a little bit and i like that they separated nancy and jonathan this mm-hmm. season yeah. yeah and uh i i think that jonathan to me is kind of like He's he's like the adult in the room. He doesn't really do a lot, but I did like his conversation with Will when they were prepping yeah. the uh, the pizza dough freezer, and yeah. I, I think that sort of stuff works. Even if he's not the character that's going to be driving anything, I I like the actor that plays him. Um, and and I always do think back like one of the strongest things in the first season is him looking for Will and and the way his character progresses throughout that first season. And he really hasn't done a lot since then. But yeah. um, no, that's a I, shame. I do hope they they have more for him to do. But but I like the purpose he serves in the show as it is. I, I would imagine day. that next season. So, so at the end of this, at the end of this last episode, there's that, there's that moment before they see like, you know, the st- everything, everything that's teasing season five. Um, Will has like that moment where he like touches the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, I'm back in Hawkins. I can feel Vecna, that kind of stuff. Um, I would imagine season five is going to put Will in danger again, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to see that protective bit come out from Jonathan. And that's going to be his role in season five is is basically what it was in season one. It's I have to find and protect Will. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Sucks for Noah Schnapp, but yeah, I don't think he's going to have a whole lot to do next season other than just be searched for or protected. Yeah. As far as Robin goes, like I, because I mentioned her specifically as somebody who could go, um, I, she's like another character that does things like she's there to like bounce lines of dialogue off of, but I don't find her as funny. I think as people, as the Duffer brothers think she is. And I don't find her as like dramatically interesting either. And part of that is because her only real dramatic storyline here takes place in like episode one and episode eight. Like they're so far apart. There's nothing for her in the middle of that other than like the, the reference that, which is paid off later of like, I was the last baby to walk. And it's like, well, that's not a dramatic storyline, my friend. That's just a fact. That's just an anecdote about your life. Again, y'all are going to have to do something with her season five for me to feel like she was worth spending time with because right now she doesn't really do much. I'll say for me too, like like what I what I constantly like about this show is like you you take these stock tropey characters and then you yeah. invert them. Right. So yeah. like Eddie, for instance, when you when we were introduced to that character, I was like, oh, he's good. This is going to be a hard ass upperclassman character. And he's not he's going to like give the boys a hard time for missing the which it sounds so trivial, all the yeah. stuff that went on later in the season, but for missing the Dungeons and Dragons session. But but then it's immediately changed. And he's a nice guy who actually cares about the kids and, and like the stuff with Lucas, like the wanting to be on the, the basketball team, be a popular kid and. I, I like the subversion of that where it's immediately clear that these are like, you know, bad dudes that he's fallen in with. And yeah. he realizes it's kind of never in, in him to be that he's, he is who he is. He's, he's friends with Mike and Will and Dustin and they play Dungeons and Dragons and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, even like the, the, I forget his name, uh, the, the Russian guard, uh, that Hopper shares the prison cell with like that could have just been a stock character, but I'm glad that they gave him some dimension. And by the end of the season, I, you know, I like that character. I was glad that he, he yeah, made I like it him through. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like that, that always works for me. It's like you take a character like, like uh, Sean Astin's character in the second season was kind of mm-hmm. like that. He was just like a dopey dude. And then by the end he was like solving a bunch of stuff. And yeah. so like, I wish they had done something like like we brought up Argyle. Like I wish they had done something like that with Argyle a little bit, where he was he was like, oh, he's the stoner character, and I know he kind of comes in and helps at the end with the with the pizza place. But um, you know, I'm hoping that they'll kind of do something like that. But that's it, it, like none of it is. I agree with you, Dustin, that none of it is original. It's like remixing bits and pieces from like Nightmare on Elm Street and and it and ET and all this kind of stuff, right? But I like when they put it all in a blender and they hit the button. I like what comes out, you know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. and the characters I think are like the real strength of the show more so than the, the high concept uh, mythology of everything. I like that, that core relationship between the, the main group of kids and now it's kind of bled over. And, and like we mentioned with Steve, like that whole thing has been great to watch because he was the high, typical high school bully. He like beat up Jonathan the first season. I hated that character. Mm-hmm. And now to see like, I'm worried about him dying. It's like they've done a really good job with that kind of stuff. So it's it's more of that kind of you think that character will go a certain way and their stock character and then they they end up completely different. So Well, you mentioned the mythology. Can, can we can we chat about the mythology for a second? Yeah. So so my one of my biggest fears as the show progresses is that it's going to pull a lost. 
and like we get no answers, no conclusions, and what little we do get is just completely un- unsatisfying. Like that that's always been my fear and that's my fear of jumping into anything that's like there's a mystery afoot. I'm like, well, it's going to suck by the end. Um because Lost did that to me. Thank you Damon and and Carlton. Like that's what how you twisted my brain. But um but having said that, like there there are some answers this year. Um we we get some answers about, you know, like uh the origins of the project that that uh L is a part of. We we uh, learn a little bit about Brenner. We learn a little bit about all that. We learn we learn about the upside down. We learn about one and Vecna and all of this stuff and, and learn who our big bad is and put a face to the the, the evil that's been been around. Um, how did you guys feel about those reveals? And is there anything that's like still lingering in your mind? Like, I, I really need to know this. I feel like for me, it answered a lot. Of, like it, it's different than Lost in that the the mysteries are smaller to me. Like Lost was kind of like when they answered one thing, it it led to another or two or three more questions, right? And I feel like this, it's, it's like I could always make that that jump and go. There's so there's a bad guy in the Upside Down, and Eleven opened the the rift, and that's what's causing it. And and it's just kind of like the details need to be finessed. Um, and it kind of did that. F- for me, and I think going forward, I would rather them not answer a ton of stuff um, and overly complicate it. Um, if if they just kind of run with what they've already answered and and you know wrap up some details on that, um, that would that would be perfect for me. The the one thing that did bother me that didn't make any sense was, and I like I like this character in the season two, the uh, Matthew Medine's character, the um, Doctor Brenner. Um, yeah, Papa. Yeah, because I, I, I liked th- their whole relationship, him and Eleven, because it was there's this awful guy who's like abused so many people, including Eleven, but he is like the key to unlocking all of this stuff. So they have to work together, right? And he's like this. He he like uh, beats up Paul Reiser, has him has him like chained and beat up, and you know just a bad dude. But um, it bothered me that they never explained how he was alive because yeah. he he has been gone since the first season and you last saw me, it was just like being eaten alive by a Demogorgon. It's like, I, I thought that they would be like, yeah, he survived. But it was like never brought it up. Never that brought was like up. one thing where I was like, ah, that, cause it's just like a character coming back from the dead for yep. the plot. I, you know? Um, yep. Yeah. That was one thing that left out at me and I was like, Ugh. and I'm glad maybe, it, maybe it's a better thing that they didn't even address it and come up with some convoluted reason. Cause I thought the reason, why Hopper was taken by the Russians was a little weird. Um, I thought it would have made more sense if he had been in the upside down and then got nabbed by the Russians or what? I don't, I don't know. So that was a little clunky. So I'm glad that they didn't address it almost, but it did stand out. I was like, how is this character still breathing? I don't know. Where has he been? I- yeah. I think that's my, my main uh, question as well is like, there. I mean, my brain says there has to be a reason. Like the writers can't just say, we're bringing Brenner back and not yeah. think like, well, but how they have to have had that conversation. Now, whether that ever makes it its way onto screen, I don't know, but right. Yeah, they have to have an answer for that. Like that's, too- I, I would take it over the, the, like the emperor coming back to life and, in, in episode nine. Right. Yeah. Right. I would right, rather exactly. it be ambiguous and you just left to the imagination how he survived than something like that. But um, right. yeah, it was odd. That was an odd choice for me. It, it is odd, but, but I, I, I kind of like a lot of the reveals here. And, and um, then there's like this moment where we get to see one as he goes, he's like, 
he's been, you know, cast out into the upside down and he's, you know, seeing like demo dogs and whatnot out in, you know, in the upside down and he's all like scarred and whatnot. This is before he's like Vecna. Um, and, and I'm just like, Oh, so like maybe the upside down has just always existed. Right. Like, whereas before I've been looking for an answer, like, Oh, it began when, and maybe it's just uh, always gotcha. been there. And so my brain is like, Oh, okay. I can, I can live with that. Like that, that, that it's not some huge, like, well, you see when Dr. Brenner first, he opened a portal <laughs> and the portal created a thing and it's like, right. Oh, well it just kind of makes sense. Like there's an upside down because yeah. it, it's a part of our world. It's just upside down. Like I get that. Yeah. I, I, I'm still a little confused as to whether or not there's an upside down for every place in the world, or if it's just Hawkins, like, can you leave Hawkins in the upside down and like travel to <laughs> Las Vegas and do some, some upside down gambling? I don't know. Maybe the upside down has always existed. And like that made me realize like, Oh, maybe some of the questions I'm asking are wrong. Um, and so, so to that end, I'm like, I, okay, I'm kind of on board. Like I may not get all the answers I want, but you're right. Like these mysteries are much smaller than lost with lost. The expectation was so high because the questions were all philosophical questions, ethical questions, like metaphorical questions for real life things. And this is just like, how did dimension start? How did the thing happen? And, and lost was, you know, like, what does it mean to be alive? <laughs> and you're like, I need a good profound answer here, Damon. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know people. I guess. There's a wheel you spin and the thing there's moves. A, there's a wheel, there's it's ice. a donkey wheel. There's and ice. you go. <laughs> yeah. You do stuff. I don't know. Right. It takes you back in time. I don't know. Whatever. I read it as 11 created the upside down. That's how it came to me. That's how it appeared to me. It almost looked like she... She killed him so hard that she <laughs> that she ripped a hole in space time and created a, a hell dimension and just sort of pushed him into it. Because you're right, if it, it, there, we have we have multiple possibilities, either there's an upside down everywhere, which well, then why is Hawkins special? Right. Um, or the upside. I, I guess the answer is only because Vecna. I guess everywhere else is just demogorgons and demodogs, and they can't yeah. come out. Oh, I was read right that Hawkins was special because that was where the portal opened. Well, right between so, the two worlds, or or it's that which is that there is a tear. It's almost which like is, the nexus, which is why uh, they even the built thing. the lab yeah. there in the first place. This is the same argument as <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like the the some, whatever their town is 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 located on atop a Hellmouth, and it is a, is a, it, it's a place where otherworldly things happen because of its proximity to shit and see but i i assume that they were in the same lab like uh, the other uh, stuff with one that took place i assume that that was in the same building in hawkins because was she not? wasn't much younger than she was at, at the start of the first right. season right yeah yes. yeah so, so then, i'd assume that was Hawkins. so that would yeah. mean that they were possibly there to study the upside down, but they had no way to actually get in there. And once she ripped it open, 
they had a way to go in there because unless they they implied I kind of got the impression that Brenner didn't even know about the upside down yeah. until L had ripped the hole open. Right. So they right. weren't there to study the upside down. They were there to study children. Right. And then it wasn't until one disappeared that he became obsessed with finding him. Is that wasn't yeah. that what's implied? Yes. He they he yeah. became obsessed with finding him, and then that's all he was pushing the kids to do was develop their powers enough to where they could help locate him. So, which is explains and, his whole and explore the the tear uh, also. Okay. I think right. Sure, I think I think like his like reason was like I must find one. That was like his motivation, but his you know his his secondary right. reasoning and probably what he told whatever committee oversees the lab. Like I am totally not obsessed with one of my students. I want to explore this other realm, and they're like, sure, we'll give you <laughs> yeah. funding as long as this isn't personal. No, nope, totally not personal. Not personal at all. Just want to explore this otherworldly realm. And find That's my right, Paul Reiser. I mean, my yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> That's another uh, good subversion, by the way, the Paul Reiser being a good guy that works for the bad company. Sure. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, with Paul Reiser, I need to go back and rewatch those other seasons because I, I obviously remember that Paul Reiser was in them. I have no memory of anything that he did. <laughs> he was he was kind I, I don't of, think he was in the third season. I remember I being in the second season. He was just in season. two, right? He was yeah. in yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember. Same one with Sean Aston. Yes, yes, that was two. Because he was there when they were trying to escape the building. Yes. I he thought that like guy died, honestly. Like, he was another character who showed up. I was like, isn't he dead too? There's a whole <laughs> lot of that happened in the season. I was like, didn't he die? Right. And then I didn't care to go back and look. The only death that sticks is Billy. We saw a body. Yep. Yeah. And Bob. And Bob. And yeah. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. And Barb. And Barb. Barb, of course. Oh, they all start with Bs. Are there any characters currently <gasps> named like start with a B? Uh, no. Bustin. <laughs> Bustin. <laughs> Dustin's brother will come into town. His cousin. His name is Bustin. Um, um, Bustin. <laughs> I picture him with like a Jersey accent. What are you guys doing over here? It's yeah. also played by Gaten Matarazzo just yeah, with, yeah. with a mustache. Yes. Yeah. And huge dentures. <laughs> gigantic teeth. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm interested. Ironically, what has me more engaged with the show is the overall lore. Like understanding how this all relates. Like it'll it'll be much more of a judge of the show's prowess to me after it's done, to where it's like, do I buy the rules governing the upside down and its origins, you know, I'm, I am interested in that. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely 100% love the setting of the show, the, 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 the small town, um, middle American sleepy town, you know, it being this horrific, you know, epicenter of evil. Um, I, that's, that's all good. Um, I, I do, someone talked about, should there be like a huge time jump for the next season and why that's unavoidable or whatever. It's like the show is already, this season is already so much like infinity war. Anyways, they lose a couple people die. Um, and now we're going to do a time jump before we solve everything. Uh, just like the Avengers did same time. These actors are visibly much older than their characters are. And I feel like that needs to be written into the show. A really good way to do that is just, 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 just let five years go. Don't make it five years because then everyone's going to make Avengers jokes, but make it four years, make it three years. I don't know, but just like 
the fact that Will was walking around in that silly little bowl cut and he's like seven feet tall and he's dressed like a six year old. I was like, okay, this is, he looks like he's dressed up as Will Byers for Halloween. He doesn't look like yeah. the character Will Byers. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like looking back on the, like the first season yeah. and seeing how different, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's alarming, you know, yeah, and, it makes and, me feel old. And, and, and originally <laughs> I was like, okay, why didn't they give him like a haircut or something like change up his style? Someone pointed out like, Oh, it's emblematic of his, um, he hasn't, he hasn't grown past his, his childlike, uh, dreams. Like he wants to sit, you know, Hey, we can, we'll, we'll play Dungeons and Dragons forever. And he's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, dude. Um, so I get it, but it's just, it's silly to see an actor who's so clearly gone through puberty with that haircut. He looks like Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> and I, so I, I saw on Instagram the the hair uh, stylist for the show. Um, I found her account, and um, she is like posting a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And one of the things that she mentions about Will specifically is like, yeah, we know the haircut is a problem, mm-hmm. but like it, it's a character thing because sure. this is a character who hasn't found himself yet. Yep. So he's still getting the same haircut that his mom buys for him or gives him or whatever. Because yeah. he doesn't have a voice yet. He he has not developed any agency as a human. Um, so he's just being given, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't want to jump around, but I, I forgot to mention Mike earlier. Yeah. I, pretty much every scene with Mike this season, I was, I cringed at. I either thought <laughs> his performance wasn't good or his writing wasn't good or his narrative function wasn't good. Like, I just feel like him giving pep talks to 11 every season gets stale for me. And, 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 and while, so I don't, I don't know what Finn Wolfhard is capable of as an actor um, emotionally. I know that Millie Bobby Brown is capable of a lot. And there was some, to me, some misplaced or overuse of over emotional acting, like both from Will, I thought again, that actor is great, but like, him like crying so hard in the car and Finn Wolfhard just ignoring him. It came off less like, wow, I'm sad for this character. More like Finn, more like Mike just completely beefing on, on letting or you know, engaging with his friend. I suppose the moral story is uh, everyone cries too much, but I shouldn't complain about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I do think that like Finn Wolfhard is the weakest actor of the main group of kids. I think so. Um, but I did Dustin like knocked out of the park I, this season. Really, all yeah, three of the other and, kids. And I've always, the actor who plays Lucas is fantastic. Yeah. And, and uh, I think Will, when given uh, good material, is a very good actor. I, just, I, I do agree that that character doesn't really have a lot to do. But I, I loved him in season two when he was like the creepy spy, um, all of that. But... Mm-hmm. I did like that they act, didn't actively make you hate Mike like they did last season. Yeah. Um, because that Mike character did. was insufferable when he was being like a jerk to Hopper and he was like the moody teenager, arrogant jerk guy. And I felt like almost like they had to like do a 180 on that character because it was so negatively received last time. And, and he had that like look with Hopper when they saw each other at the end of the season, like, I'm not a jerk anymore. And, and it was because yeah. they, they butted heads a lot. Um, yep. So I did like that. It was, it was at least like, I don't hate this character anymore. Even though I do think he's probably like the, the weakest uh, narratively of, of, of the bunch. Yeah. I don't know whether it's that Finn Wolfhard is the weakest actor or if he's the most 
uh, ready to be done with Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> I, I think yeah. it could be either one because he he's also probably the one that's done the most outside of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, yeah. The most high profile things. So so I think probably he's just over it. Um, so that may be playing into it. But I, I completely I, forgot he was in it. Yeah, he, he was right in it. it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, he was. that's a good point. Yeah, it, it's this weird conundrum where throughout the se- throughout this season specifically, he keeps calling L a superhero, and mentions I think at one point that like, you know, I'm Lois Lane or whatever, and like the the whole thing is like, yeah, it's really hard to write Lois Lane because for for everyone always saying like it's really hard to write Superman, it's harder to write Lois because here's a woman who can't do anything standing next to a guy that can do everything. How can you write that character so that she's has any sort of agency or or ability to affect the plot? Um and I think they they fell into that trap here. And Jimmy and, and Jimmy, Jimmy Superman's, Superman's pal. pal. Yeah. <laughs> um Jinx, but yeah, it it's um it's that same old thing. I think, I think with, with Will, it was, or sorry, with Mike, it was, okay, let's, the writers sitting down saying, okay, what can he do to help? And it's like, I don't know he can pep talk her. And like, that's the only answer they can really come up with. Um, so what they did this year, I think probably you're right in response to three was say like, okay, instead of him being like an overconfident, like hormonal teenager he's just going to be really checked out and um and like oblivious and and again maybe that's finn's actual actuality coming through but i think that's in the writing too because he's sitting right next to to will and will's crying and he does not saying anything i think it's because throughout this whole throughout the whole season will is is only looking at himself he's only in his own head um i keep saying will Mike is only in his own head um, because because all he's doing is like from the moment that the L gets taken, Mike is like, what did I do wrong? We just had a fight. It's right, my first right. big fight. Like, I don't know what to do as as a boyfriend who has a girlfriend mad at him. How can I make it better? And also she's a superhero. So she's obviously doesn't need me. And like all of these things are like he's in his head. Right. So he's super oblivious. And so I think that's in the writing, but I think it's exacerbated by Finn Wolfhard's own lack of trying. Eleven's like, Papa took me. Some bad stuff is going on. Mike's like, how does this affect me, though? Yeah. You know? Are we still good? He is all yeah, about yeah. himself. <laughs> I feel like we're not good. Are we good? Are you, you yeah. still like me? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that that's my take on that. But but I would agree. I think I think he Dustin's out there with like a bat and like a shield and Mike's just like, you can do it, L. Yeah. I believe in you, my friend. I love, I love you. you. And I, 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 I don't say it enough. And <laughs> but I love, but I, lo- I do love you because yeah. Will told me to say it. Can you imagine and, like, like walking through like two people's minds and your boyfriend yeah. won't shut up telling you how much he loves you. And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm being choked to death. I'm being yeah. choked to death. So I don't need that right now. Yeah. You got to hold on a minute. You got to like, hold on. Yeah. It's so hard to concentrate when you're constantly <laughs> yeah. in my ear telling me how much you like love me and how into me right. you are. I'm yeah. being strangled. Yep. I'm two minds um, deep and I'm being strangled. Okay. Reception style. Um, <laughs> speaking of the, like of the mind palace, which yeah. is what I think they, they call that. Um, 
I I really I really dug that. I thought that was like a cool piece of set. If you see any like the behind the scenes photos, it's all it's all practical. Like it's on a green. Are you talking about what, like the red? What his yeah, the his, red. Like yeah, the I thought that was neat. And like all that. Like yeah, that's, it's all I saw those photos stuff. too. It's like the sculpted pieces, the stalagmites, or yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, and I was I was on board with all that. I sent you guys a meme earlier uh, because I was like, I cannot be the only one that every time I look at Vecna, I think of the Grinch. But evidently, I'm not. Did you I, well, guys think that? Vecna did. Okay. Yeah. Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why I thought you sent that. I didn't think he looked like the Grinch, but there was <laughs> there was one time it was the way he said Max. That, like Max. I, I heard Max. <laughs> Max. <laughs> so when you sent that, I thought someone had tapped into that very specific thought oh, that I had. Maybe. Maybe I, I just Googled Vecna Grinch because I was like, surely somebody had the same thought because there's two moments in particular. Anytime you can see the full body Vecna and you can see his hip joints, his belly, exactly where, where the Grinch's big belly sat. And it's like, oh no, yeah. this looks like the Grinch. And then, and then there's the moment it's, I think it's in the last episode where, um, he, it's like a pro, it's like a profile shot of mm-hmm. Vecna and Max or maybe it's maybe it's L. I can't remember. And he's like, I think it's Max. And they're in the they're in the um, the snowball gymnasium or whatever. And he's like, you know, creeping up on Max. And it's a, it's this it's a side profile. And so you see like a lack of nose and a prominent bottom lip. And I'm like, this is this is the Grinch. He's just being Jim Carrey's <laughs> Grinch right now. Um, but all do you that, think aside, that he, do you think that he stands like uh, he's he's got like a phone book he's looking down at hawkins he's like abacadizer who i hey hate yeah. you <laughs> mike wheeler i hate you hate yeah, you I too. Think that's exactly what it is uh, <laughs> speaking of when they use that that set again i i'm guessing they had a lot of uh you know reference photos and took a lot of photos of it the first time it was constructed then they had to redo it i don't know how much of it was cg or whatever but um i like that because it was like you you finally had the confrontation with this person this uh the big bad right yeah. in a way and uh it's it's flashing back to this moment that matters to the character but it also is like calling back to that moment if you remember when we saw that the the ending shot of that season was the gym from the outside and it panned up and um, every breath you take is playing. And yeah, and the mind flare is like above the gym. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was like a, it, it was like a cool little full circle thing. It was yeah. like a little Easter egg, but it also was was there for a reason. So yeah, that was that sure. was cool. That was a cool little, and it was a, it was an interesting place for a fight like that to take place. It wasn't like I agree. you know a weird. It wasn't like they were fighting in the realm of Vecna. It was like this personal space that was a gym that was for a high school or a middle school dance. You know, so yeah. I like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it's smart because it calls back to a moment when that character was at her happiest, but yeah. it's also a moment like one of the rare moments in the whole series where we, the audience kind of felt like things were good, right? Yeah. Like we were kind of happiest. Um, and so it kind of works on those two levels. Um, and then of course, like you said, then, then we see the exterior and the mind flayer, but like in that moment we're like, Oh, I, I, I mean, I guess, it's mostly defeated. Cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, um, as far as Vecna goes, like I, I really enjoyed the, 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 the twist, so to speak, that he's one and that one is the orderly that was kind to 11. And, and like, I, I enjoyed all of that. I know a lot of people saw that coming. I guess I wasn't thinking critically enough about it that I didn't, I didn't expect it. So I was 
surprised by that and thought it was I cool. Thought, I thought that Vecta was number one, but I didn't realize that number one was the orderly. Yeah. The, the only the only thought I I had was that the orderly was number one because they they mentioned she said something like number one or whatever and he says that's a sad story I'll tell you another time and I was mm-hmm. like oh maybe he's maybe he's one mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't put it together that one was Vecna I just thought like oh you know whatever um, but um, but yeah I mean I, I, as far as Vecna goes I, I enjoyed that character again it's great to put a face to the evil but um, his design I think is cool um, I don't know that it's like gonna be super iconic moving forward like that we'll always be looking back at Vecna in the same way that we look at like you know a CG villain like Davy Jones or a you know a horror villain like you know uh, uh, Freddy Krueger or um, Michael Myers or the Xenomorph from the the, the Demogorgon movie. itself is more you know yeah Demogorgon is yeah. more iconic and the Mind Flayer um, yeah yeah for sure but 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 I but I do think that Vecna has a cool design again don't know that it'll be the iconic thing from the series but yeah I do it's have- hard to dress up as for Halloween. Yes, I do have total respect for Jamie Campbell Bauer, actually, because I didn't realize he actually portrays Vecna. But like I saw like a time lapse of him doing the makeup and I was like, yeah, I I respect makeup. Yeah. Oh, I I thought it was performance capture. No, it's all it's it's all it's augmented, of course, like the vines and the pulsating, you know, but but yeah, it's all practical. Maybe make us face a little more. I thought it was him with, you know, the. The usual get up. No, no, no. He sits sits in a makeup chair and like, cause that's how you save the money is like you, you, you do 90% of it practical and then you just maybe make his face a little more like accentuate sunkenness or obviously to, you know, instead of like his lack of nose being kind of hidden by the makeup, just actually push it back into his face a little bit. But like, yeah, cause, cause, and then you have all the light, then you have all the lighting reference and everything that you need to actually make it look good because yep. you've you've shot it and you've lit it on a practical yep. face but he's like eight to ten hours of makeup every day yeah and and consider too that like anytime an actor covers up their face to give a performance i respect that and especially yeah. jamie campbell bauer who is maybe not in this series but is a handsome person uh in this series he's scary looking even without that like when he's like when he's killing you know when he's like actually killing them and they show like you know he's like a real human with a face i was like shit this is much creepier like if you if you woke yep. up in the middle of the night and someone was staring standing over your bed would you want to be vecna in full makeup or just jamie campbell bauer with his eyes <laughs> i'd be like oh <laughs> everyone always forgets that idris Elba was the bad guy in star trek beyond yes he it was, was. Like, caked under makeup you know yeah or have Murray standing over your bed. That's the third option. Murray. Yeah. He's like, hello. <laughs> no. I brought you some vodka. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I guess that's all I really have to say about all of it. Uh, I mean, this is uh, one of the shows that I think that my impulse is to dislike it because it's become too much of an expectation that I'm too like it because I'm a human who has Netflix. And so the expectation when anyone at any of my jobs brings it up, really one of them more than anything, but like, Oh, stranger things. So good. So good. And my constant need, as you guys know, to differentiate between what's really good and what's pretty good and kind of good and just fine. Like I, I I have as many opinions and scales for quality as I have hairs on my head. 
and right above my ass. And I think that the <laughs> didn't need that last part. And I'm be going uh, to sleep. So. And that's where Stranger <laughs> Thing is. It's a it's now. Um, I think that I need to measure my words when I'm talking about quality because I just I just resist falling into a category of likes Stranger Things because I I don't give it my universal praise, but hmm. by its very nature of being mostly well executed science fiction fantasy something it is something i enjoy and it was obviously something where we were like all right the season's dropping it's like we should watch that you know i mean it's i wouldn't say it's prestige television but but it is it is well done and you know it's it's certainly uh to me above obviously network television and then and then probably even above most of what's on like you know amc these days so like to me it's it's still well made and and i enjoy it even if it's not super original um and even if certain members of the cast seem to have checked out or just completely lost their minds like winona writer it, it, it's just it's just still fun to watch and 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 again what whatever happens next season may make or break it right mm-hmm. like right now i'm saying like oh i enjoy it at the end of next season, I might be saying the show, the whole show's garbage, and I hate it. <laughs> and 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 that's what that's what happens because I mean, again, I hate to keep knocking on you know this dead horse here, but like, um, Lost, right? The first two seasons are great, but you have to make that distinction. Like the first two seasons are good, and everything else is is utter garbage. Yeah. And and by by association, the first two seasons are dragged way down. Because they're related to this show that's just awful. Yeah. Um, and so, you always have to say Hangover 1 is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you have to say the first two Godfather movies are worth it. <laughs> right. uh, but, but, you know, it's, it, I think it's that same thing. It's, it's if they are able to stick the landing next year and do something that feels satisfying, then great. The show's just fine. If they can't and the whole thing falls to pieces – which is possible, then my review right now may not still stand. But um, for now, as one chapter in this five chapter book, this chapter is pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel kind of the same way as Dustin. It's, it's something I always look forward to watching. And, and um, um, it, it is weird because usually you have these shows that, that come out and their first season is huge and everyone watches them and it's talked about tv mm-hmm. and then uh, as as two or three years go by the viewership goes down a new show comes in to take its place and it's crazy to me that this show is like still just as popular as it ever was if not more so i feel like it's it's its trajectory has been interesting um, but it's always something i look forward to watching even if i'm not you know going to go out on a limb and say it's it, like dustin said it's, it's prestige television in any way but but it is always thoroughly entertaining um and uh, I, I enjoyed it. If it's if the next season, I'm glad it's the last season. But if it's the same level of quality as the others, I, I, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. And I know that they are working on some spinoffs, which the Duffer brothers allegedly are going to be kind of hands off about. I'm like, yeah, I got no interest in a spinoff. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I, I keep seeing I, on Reddit just random random scrolling. They're like, it'll be a thousand percent different. And I'm like. That intrigues me, but I probably won't watch. I'm just curious what the premise is. If it, if it's a thousand percent different, well, what does that mean? You know, but spinoffs I mean, in general, all, I'm not. A thousand I'm not percent really is a mathematical, on, you know. uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> possibility. <laughs> right. But but yes. Uh, also, 
a thousand percent different is is also completely untrue because there's no way on earth that Netflix is going to let it be a thousand percent incredibly different. different. Yeah, they're, they're going to be like just like this. That, that that's a hundred percent. Like uh, here, I am throwing out percent. That is what Kathleen Kennedy would say about her sequel trilogy. It's a thousand percent different, mm-hmm. and I'm like, actually, it's exactly the same, yeah. and it's worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. A, a true version Sorry. of a thousand percent different will be in the Stranger Things spinoff. We're doing a TV series based on the Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise classic Collateral. <laughs> and it'll be that drawn out into eight episodes with different Only characters. it's a slapstick comedy. And one of them is Dustin's cousin. Now, this, this, this spinoff. <laughs> this is Boston. The one the, from Jersey. This, the spin-off. And the spinoff is called Bust a Move. Bustin' <laughs> Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the spinoff is Murray and Yuri open a restaurant together in uh right right on on, on the Barry's It's a multi-camera st- sitcom. Yeah, I was just about to say if it's a multi-cam comedy with laugh track, I would watch. And yes, only. It's, it's it's in like a an an an, uh, an unoccupied island between Alaska and Russia. It's just <laughs> here's the restaurant. Murray and Yuri make it's like down of Jewish food. I'm sure. Like, Very special guest door. star, Ray Romano. Yeah, here's a knock at the door. Oh. Jim Hopper. Yeah. And everyone, <laughs> like, he opens the door. Woo! Yeah. Woo! And he does the whole thing where he's like, all right, I gotta wait for. He starts to say his line. Tries he's to like, say his line, yeah. and they haven't finished it. Yeah. He's like, he just kind of mugs with the camera for an extra few seconds. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yep. Yep. All what right, are stop. you doing here? So, what I came are to you get doing some food here? all the way from Hawkins. There's some wild stuff that's been happening. Yeah. I was yeah. in prison well, for a want? long time. I'll have one upside down cake. Uh, hey. Let's ride a camera. Yeah, yeah. End of show. <laughs> End of show. <laughs> I'll have a hold, hold the Demogorgonzola. <laughs> you worked on that joke too long for that to be what you came up with. That was more for John. The Gorgonzola. Get that one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Someone oh, should. They go. should do that as a frozen pizza with the Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, that's there we go. Tie yeah. in. Yeah. Demogorgonzola. I like that. It's pretty good. Demogorgonzola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Barb special. <laughs> I guess that's like chili powder. You make it a redhead of pizza. Let's uh, let's end this. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> okay. Good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye bye. Add the add the the chime, the grandfather clock chime. And when I say good night, listeners. Spoo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>